Testing, the modern testing podcast. Join your hosts, Alan. God! Now I'm mad! <laughs> and Brent. I am mindless, agile robot. I must iterate. God! <laughs> As we talk about software engineering, software quality, leadership, and whatever else comes to mind. Now, on with the show. Hey, Brent. Hey, Alan. How is it going? Super. Happy holidays to the three. We are, for the first time ever, recording a podcast at Unity's office in Bellevue, Washington. If we sound like we're in a different place, that's why. And Brant is going to take a commemorative photo of this event. And now it is done. And now done. that part's probably my fault. You can fix that while I talk. This is episode number 95. I guess we should catch up a little bit, kind of keep the, uh, the patter to a minimum if we can, although we are incapable of that, and then see if we can get into it. Sound good, Brent? It does. Anything new and exciting I should know about? I do neither new nor exciting. You knew okay, then. Yeah. So let's get going. So uh, let's start with some reflections on 2018. Do you have any of those, Brent? Brent is frantically staring at his phone. I'm not sure if he is downloading inappropriate <laughs> material or if he is just look actually looking for stuff we can do. Is that your best two guesses? Yeah. Brent, <laughs> rapid fire. 20, uh, oh, yeah. Go what ahead. Favorite book you read in 2018? TensorFlow using Python. Excellent. <laughs> excellent. Excellent choice. Wow. Uh, favorite movie? Uh, the one I watch the most often, I would go with favorite, and that would have to be uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Oh, a good choice, a good choice, which I think I actually liked better than Avengers Infinity War, which I also loved. One. I also loved. I went and I saw the, the new Spider-Man movie this weekend. Very good. Uh, my son and I, or my, my middle son has been on me. He is expecting to see that um, dad, very soon. Is it? It's worth it. Excellent. Favorite A/B testing podcast episodes of 2018. I have two on that one. Um, 77. What did we do in 77? We actually wrote down the principles. Oh, is that the, we've we've vetted those. So 20 in reflection, 2018 was the year of the modern testing principles because we came from sort of a outline of like, how about these dude? They're not quite right to uh, vetting and editing and also standing our ground in a few places with the three until we came up with what we thought would continue to evolve, but they've been locked solid for almost a year now. Yeah. Uh, March. It, uh, there is a strong chance. There's I, a strong chance that episode 100 might be... The anniversary of the development of uh... maybe I thought I showed the modern testing principles briefly at Test Bash in 2018, which is one of my highlights of 2018, which was February, March, end of February, beginning of March. They might have been done a little earlier than that. We might have had the podcast. I don't know. We'll, we'll figure it out. We're not too good on, 77. on remembering things. Yep. My other favorite episode is 86, and that's the one where we do the drill down in, on the, the customer principle. Oh, yeah, which was when we came up with these, uh, 
I was surprised that that one ended up being controversial. And we've talked about the controversy around that before, drink. So yeah, that was a good drill down and people that don't get it should listen to that listen to that episode. And join the Slack channel because the conversation still continues. One of the three dot slack dot com. You can yeah. go to moderntesting.org and find a link there to sign yourself up automagically. I can't think of a good podcast, uh, a good a favorite podcast of mine for the last year. To answer my own question, I already answered the movie question. Uh, favorite book I read, not as cool as TensorFlow with Python, <laughs> but I read, what was the name of the book about the startup run by the really bad CEO in Silicon Valley? They're, they're a blood testing company. They're trying to make hardware to test blood, and they were cutting all kinds of corners, doing all kinds of cheating. It reminded me of when I used to work at Midisoft back in the early 90s. Bad Blood. It's called Bad Blood. I thought it was pretty cool. I felt like, hey, as bad as I thought it was when my CFO told me to start changing time on our network server so we could get a few more sales into each quarter, that was nothing. That was like eating cotton candy compared to the stuff going on at the company whose name I can't remember, who actually did go out of business finally just this year. CEO was fired years back. But there is a movie being made. It was a great year for Marvel movies, also a sad year in losing Stan Lee. I, I grew up with Marvel Comics, so I, I, see, I love that the Marvel Universe is getting so much love in the cinema. Did you know there's a... My kids are excited, my daughter especially, who just turned 13 is excited to go see Deadpool, Deadpool 2, because there's a PG version coming out. I'm kind of interested to seeing how much gets edited and what the heck happens. Why would... Okay. <laughs> you know, it would be it, that's funny because I could see Deadpool and I could see Reynolds coming out as Deadpool and, and then making some snarky jokes about bleeding the teenagers dry. First off, we didn't actually talk about Deadpool... I have to say that I was disappointed with Deadpool 2. Really? Yeah, I found it nowhere near as as funny. Although Deadpool forming up X-Factor and then slowly but surely slaughtering them off accidentally, that was amusing. <laughs> <laughs> that was totally amusing. And the invisible guy, did you uh the invisible guy that you never you never knew was really there until he died? Did you see who it was cuz when he gets electrocuted, you briefly see his face? No. It was Brad Pitt. Oh, <laughs> uh. anyway, uh, one thing, as I mentioned, we do predictions every year. So we should take some time and talk about our predictions from last year. Oh. One of the things we had a long conversation last year around which episode number this would be. Yep. And it's funny because I in the conversation, I was all about. I think it's going to be, I did some math. I think we'll do it, be productive. We did this many last year, probably around 95. And then, so I said that in the conversation, I re-listened to the podcast. <laughs> one of the few times I've re-listened to a podcast other than editing. And then in the, then Brent says, I think it'll be episode 90. And I said 92. So I'm closer, but without going over, I'm closer without going over. But, uh, we had a fairly productive year. We did how many episodes is that? 23. 23 episodes. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's, that's almost one every two weeks. 
Almost. Yeah, we we uh, we did not between between off. travel and life, we did pretty well. All right, we'll we'll get back to maybe a prediction around that later in the episode. I also threw out a prediction, which so, is which so is contrary so to so you. So far, wait. So far, Alan won. Brent zero. Excellent, excellent. Yes. I'm going to hit a home run here in a minute. You threw out a prediction that maybe episode 100 would be on the anniversary of our modern testing principle principle uh, reveal. Or, well, or according or, to your notes here, it said Alan, not me, predicted that 100 would be near the five-year anniversary. Yeah. And hey, we're on track for Brent, that. Brent, let me finish because these are two different things. I was oh. getting there. You made a prediction a minute ago, five minutes ago, an hour, a lifetime ago, saying that the oh. episode 100 would po- possibly be on the anniversary of modern testing principles. And then I was going to segue that in brilliantly until you screwed it up to say last year I predicted that episode 100 would be on our five-year anniversary, which is just after that in April. Well, so since I, I own the schedule, I, 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 can, I can make read. that both of those predictions come true. <laughs> uh, I'm still taking applications for people with the first letter B in their name. <laughs> Another thing we said, I think I said it and we kind of agreed on it, that, that in 2018... By the way, Breckner, Bach, there's plenty of people. Oh, God, and, <laughs> and nah. Uh, you can figure out which one goes with which. Yeah. Uh, All right. Predicted that MT, modern testing, would become a thing. And damn it if it didn't, sort of. No, it's a thing. Still totally blown away, that Ministry of Test. And actually, the reason I know that... The principles were at Test Bash is shortly after they made that poster of the modern testing principles. Yeah, uh, which is kind of cool. And there were actually it's way way more than kind of cool. It's super cool. There was lots of discussion around it. We've yep. seen meetups. Uh, people have made it central to. Yeah, um, it's it, it it became a thing. I don't know how because we it wasn't the first external talk. I ever gave about modern testing was in late Feb at Test Bash Brighton. Joe has has made it a key part of his lightning talks two OTCs in a row. So cool. Thank you, uh, everyone out there who has reviewed and given us feedback on modern testing. So uh, hopefully it continues to be a thing uh, until it doesn't need to be a thing anymore. Yeah, I'm not certain when that's going to be. Yeah. Predicting things is hard, especially about the future. I had a sub-prediction with that, which actually did not work out, where I predicted that moderntesting.org would turn into something, and it remains to be purely a redirect into the modern testing principles. At some point, we could make a website around that with some more information, and we could host the podcast there versus being in a a subdomain of angerweasel.com which I did change hosts on angerweasel.com this year and reset everyone's RSS feed as a side effect of that. I would pro- it would probably have it would have to happen again if we changed web hosting, which is one of the big reasons I haven't thought about that, but I don't know if I, I will continue that prediction. I, I think I can just keep doing what it's doing. I've real realized more and more that domain names don't matter because of search. Yeah, that's true. The thing is even, I mean, back then when we did this prediction, we saw a lot of momentum moving towards it. And 
moderntesting.org being sort of a central place for people to get information? Based as, as we've gone through this last year, I'm not certain that that's really all that important, right? Uh, the Ministry of Testing has, has con people don't seem to have an inability to, to find it. Right, right. Right, and that's, to me, that's what's important. Yeah, I like having the domain and the redirect because it's a lot easier than telling people to go to angryweasel.com slash A-B testing. Oh, for sure. Like I say moderntesting.org, and that gets you everything you need to know. Uh, podcasts are on that page. You're, you are good to go. Brent, I want you to talk a little bit more about this prediction because I – we'll dive in here a little bit. You had a, uh, a little diatribe, small soapbox around – how there would be a tipping point in the way test job titles are used. Do you remember this? Yeah, I vaguely remember it. I don't remember. So what I've seen is it's a tough prediction to make because test job titles for testers are stupid silly. They're all over the map. They don't – titles are still stupid one year later. Yeah, this – I'm going to go ahead and, and let's see. In terms of your predictions, like the scoreboard I think is uh, Brent 0, Allen 2 will go. And with this one, I think it's still Brent 0. Uh, <laughs> and, by, and by the way, uh, just jumping to the end, it's Brent 0. <laughs> um this is something that I think still is is very important, but I no longer really have a sense that the momentum's in this direction, right? The um, I'm seeing a lot of uh, in in what I'm visible to in the in the test community. I'm seeing a lot of uh, almost, for lack of a better word, a reinvigoration of traditional stuff. Right, uh, and I'm thinking, thinking through like a, a recent tweet storm where, yeah, we were asked to sort of incorporate the defense of a test specialist into the modern testing principles. Yeah, and let me let me just read that so it, people who don't follow Twitter can have context. Someone found the the Ministry of Test uh, list of the modern testing principles, and they sent a tweet to me saying, "Can I suggest number eight? We should articulate the value of having dedicated testing experts whose role is focused on critical thinking achieved by maintaining critical distance from the product. Yes. That was that event occurred. And, that, and that proposal was rejected. Yeah. Um, uh, by both of us. Uh, in Alan... Uh, in in the thread, for those who don't want to read the thread, Alan essentially said, "Yeah, we think this is covered sufficiently." And then I I piggybacked off of that and said, "You know what? Uh, MT does not explicitly say one way or the other. If a if a business uh, decides that they need this, great." If the business doesn't decide, also great, mm -hmm. right? Um, now, 
that's MT. Uh, my personal opinion, which which may not necessarily align with with well, it aligns with what I just said about MT. But I will go back. My rule of thumb is the term specialist is a bottleneck. So yes, I am unlikely to ever proactively in a written form defend the role of a of a specialist. Um, short term, sure, I would defend it. Uh, it, but it has to be. Uh, it would be in my mind. All right, if I, if I'm helping to make this decision, my job is to, going to be to. All right, I have a bigger problem to solve right now, uh, but I'm going to be creating a new problem by incorporating a specialist into the system. Mm-hmm. And so it's going to be a cost-benefit analysis in my view. I get it. Yeah. Okay. More importantly is, I don't know if we, maybe it wasn't, it wasn't conscious from my part, but... We've been talking about modern testing as the antidote, or I've added that word, as the antidote to traditional test last uh, bottleneck testing. And the principles, as you know, if you've, if you've read them, don't talk about testing. They're about how to make quality software. Yeah. Uh, so having one specifically about testing was weird. But there will always be people who want to, and I see this a lot, there is a faction, and rightfully so, of testers worried about job preservation and by pressing this idea that you're a special snowflake, like I, I'm the only one that can apply critical thinking and critical distance to the product, that uh, it helps preserve that that role, that specialization for a job. Uh, I'm about getting rid of bottlenecks, and we'll t- actually talk more about that in a little bit. I'm about, yeah, getting rid of bottlenecks is certainly part of it. The, the, thing I would really like to see, and it's really hard to defend against, but the the old story of the emperor's new clothes. Right? I think the test discipline has wrapped themselves up in the, the emperor's clothes and for a long time. And I'm nodding my head. Trying to shine the light on this and... and, and the way I internalize it is, is getting some of these folks t- to open their eyes and relook at the world they're in, particularly the leaders. Like the, the leaders in the test community who are open-minded and have a defense against uh, the following phrase. I have been in the industry for 20,000 years and I know everything. And yeah. I'm exaggerating, of course. No, you're not. <laughs> There's not too many people been here for 20,000 years. But, oh. but you get the point, right? That experience is valuable, particularly with those leaders. And what I would love to see a lot more of is those folks saying, recognizing that what got us here may not necessarily get us where we need to go. For sure. Right? All right. Back to the list. So on, on the tipping point, the way test talk job titles are used i'm going to take that back and matter of fact it's brent zero brent zero and i don't see i do think that the way this happens is we get enough in the leadership on this front um but i'm definitely wrong on this one and and i actually don't see it's coming close it may not be a change that's needed 
What about the next one? I have some thoughts on this, but I'm going to let you answer it. You said that AI would become democratized. That is still on track. Yeah, it's happening. That was my comment. It's happening. It's not there. It's not there yet, but it is. <laughs> it is. So that prediction, I think, is still very valid. I'm just off by the timeline. All right, that's cool. Um, I'm even now uh, telling people, uh, and I, I, I mentioned this on the Slack channel, um, people going into college today, I currently don't think data science is the way to go if you want to go into the software industry. I do think targeting uh, a T-shaped role focused mm-hmm. on CS, but adding data science is the way to go. I think the devs of the future need to have this in their back in their back pocket. Yes, I agree. So I had a prediction that and someone can I, I didn't go look at the websites to see if these things happened and I didn't know about them. Maybe they were going on and I was subconsciously do about them, but we had a discussion a year ago where I said that Machine learning would creep its way into automation and that they'd uh, apply ML to test automation to help solve some of the problems. And where's my bell sound? Ding! With uh, the rise of things like Mabel and Testum and a few others, using ML to take care of the flaky test problem with web automation, that happened. That's out there. That's done. I don't know if I... In hindsight, these companies have had to have been around for more than a year. So maybe I just didn't know about them or I heard about them and I was influenced. But if I didn't, I'm a genius. Yeah. Or, I, or, or very, very lucky. I, I'm realizing how, how you nailed your prediction here. Because I think two things that you really say that really nail this. Number one, uh, ML will creep its way, right? You know, any sort of movement into automation with the word creep makes that a winner. Oh, don't so don't make fun of my weasel words. Because <laughs> if, Damn it. Uh, the other one is tool vendors will apply ML. Oh, my God. <laughs> right? All that really means is will tool vendors – to pass this flag, tool vendors, all they have to do is realize... Make fun all you want. I'm this, not making this fun. This I'm, happened. You I'm are. I'm not making fun of you, actually. I'm making fun of tool vendors. Okay. Right? I, 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 I'm, ta- I'm taking a point. All you got to do is say, hi, I'm a tool vendor for automation. We have all the MLs and all the AIs. Yep. <laughs> yep. Okay. Ding. Point for me. Yep. For sure. Brent, did you finally graduate? No. Nope. That was your prediction. Yep. Bzz. Uh, Brent, did you said you're going to reboot blogging? Did you do that? No. Nope. And Brent, last nope. but not least, for sure wrong. <laughs> Kylo Ren will be revealed as Darth Reven. Yeah. Matter of fact, we didn't even talk about that Star Wars movie, <laughs> Last Jedi. With a name like that, you expect something cool. Man, we didn't talk about it, but man, was I disappointed about that whole thing. <laughs> Like uh, I, I don't get where where they're going with this franchise. Like the next Star Wars movie, hopefully it'll be the last one because I will probably be thankful. It, one last thing on the reflections I wanted to mention uh, before we go into prediction mode is 
I discovered many new blogs this year, but I discovered my favorite n- blog that was new to me at least in the last year, and I've tweeted a lot about it. And I don't know if we've ever talked about it on the air. Jeff Nyman, you know who Jeff is? No. Uh, stories from a software tester. Uh, very good writer. Uh, much better than me. He writes about a lot of topics that are, I don't even know if he knows much about modern testing, if that's on his radar, but. Uh, oh, he, wait, I think I do. He, uh, it's uh, testerstories.com, uh, stories from a software tester. He had a post about, should we hire specialist testers? Of course, he takes six pages to write about it. But Well, he probably needs to explain why. Yeah. But he has, he's. He makes some good cases. He, he I, writes I think, well. So anyway, that, that's my – I wanted to give him a shout-out uh, just because that's – it's one of the blogs. Of course, I have a RSS feed of a, a gazillion blogs I look at. Most I don't read through. His posts are ones that I stop and read. So that's my new discovery. Any new discoveries on the web for you this year? Um, blogs, websites? No, actually this year – so the stories of the tester, like the – um, the thing that was interesting to me, most of the, the blog stuff uh, that's relevant to our audience, um, was a random listing of, of people and how they're using modern testing. Modern testing is, is in a lot more discussions and they're just popping up everywhere. So that's where I've either that or, um, investigations into data science is where I've been spending my time. Okay. I have not, other than our own this last year, I don't think I've actually listened to a single podcast. Oh, I've been getting really into uh, trivia podcasts. Oh, you've always been into, into I did, that. I didn't know. I added a few more to my, my, rep, my list. Uh, Trivial Warfare, um, probably one of my favorites now. It gets a little obnoxious sometimes. But it's fun. I like trivia. I like watching Jeopardy. I play Jeopardy on my Amazon Echo all the time. I do pretty well, I have to say. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. Uh, let's look forward to 2019. But before you and I look forward to 2019, let's. Uh, we had a few members of the three look forward to 2019. I want to share what they had. So we had one of our listeners... Ryan Quellhorst send in uh, his thoughts about 2019 in an audio clip. Here it is. Hi, Alan and Brent and the other two listeners of the AB Testing Podcast. My name is Ryan, and here are my predictions for 2019. I think first off, teams will start to utilize JavaScript and Node.js more in their test automation strategy. I've been diving into Node.js the last year, and I found a lot of really helpful libraries. Some of them include like Cypress.io and Test Cafe for UI testing. Really nice HTTP client. I use Axios.js. And for machine learning, I've been kind of diving into TensorFlow.js. So I think that it's really powerful to use JavaScript as a language for your automation strategy. So I, I kind of see teams moving in that direction. Another thing I see, DevOps, DevOps, DevOps. Like everyone is talking about DevOps. And I know they're, I know you might be like, come on, Ryan. DevOps, that was like five years ago. Wasn't the Phoenix Project released five years ago? Big organizations are just now getting into looking into DevOps as kind of a a way to run their organization. So 
one of the like big tip-offs was for me for this was a local QA conference just released their speaker talks and half of them were focused around DevOps. So I think DevOps is definitely starting to build momentum and you'll just see like, you'll just get hammered with DevOps, DevOps, DevOps in the last, in the next year. The last thing is there's a new Avengers movie, um, Avengers Endgame, the last movie, Infinity Wars, ended on such a hopeless note. And it's really, it kind of akins back to The Empire Strikes Back. But I just hope Endgame doesn't have the same kind of lackluster conclusion as Return of the Jedi. Like, make it better. Make Thanos, I don't know, better than, than what like Vader turned into. So kind of on that note, I wish Alan and Brent and the other two listeners a happy 2019. Cheers. So thoughts on that? I have my own, but I'll let you start this time. Wow. No, I, I'm actually thinking it's too bad. Ryan's name doesn't start with a B. <laughs> Brian Quillhurst. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe he's comfortable changing it to Brian. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm going to jump in because I use a lot of uh, Node.js. Uh, I'm doing Advent of Code this year, although I get, got kind of stuck a couple days ago, so I'm stopped because it's hard. Uh, but I've done everything in JavaScript uh, using Node. Uh, and we have a lot of Node apps here, and I play with it a lot, and, he, and he's right. There is, we're starting to see almost a tipping point of testing and analysis and, and quality tools uh, built on top of JavaScript, built with JavaScript, built on top of the Node package manager library, you know, NPM install, all the good stuff, and I see more and more test type tools showing up there. So that's a good observation. And I think he could be right that we are ready for that to become even more of a thing. I think it's going to continue. Right? Uh, the and, and Brent, technical just, Brent got all squealy when he mentioned TensorFlow. Yeah, that was, that was fantastic. Good, good job, Ryan. Um, the first, so the one thing that was interesting to me is that the, his first, Prediction, uh, he might as well have been speaking Greek, right? Uh, these are, I'm like, what? What are these things, right? Um, it's like listening to a foreign language, you hear like one word you know, it's like, what, what, what? TensorFlow, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I know that one. No, it, it's, it's, um, I've, I've realized uh, that I personally, um, my investments in in sort of the the, the test space uh, in in a deep dive um, rather small. A lot of these things, I don't understand what they are anymore. Right? I would I would not be able to go back to uh, test if I wanted to. Well, think it from this perspective: uh, when you move to modern testing, if if you if say you get to principle number seven and you get to the point where you no longer need, uh, actually I don't have to go that far as far as not needing a dedicated testing specialist. One way to get developers to do better testing and, and write better quality code is make it easy for them to insert quality and testing tools into the workflows they already know. Node does that. Uh, yeah. And there's, there is, here's one one thing that I have observed, and, and uh, I don't know about the specifics of Ryan's first prediction, but one thing I observe is 
uh, technical communities. So here I'm talking about people's code getting together and sharing knowledge, not necessarily people. Those are thriving. Um, the uh, matter of fact, actually, uh, just this last weekend, uh, I've been doing a lot of uh, ML. Uh, I'm on my holiday vacation starting last Friday. I do a lot of one of the things that's generally been true. Um, uh, the first thing I do when I go on vacation is I work on the the um, AI stuff that I haven't been able to do at work because I'm a manager. Um, and people are like, are you? My wife's like, are you doing work? I'm like, well, literally, yes, but no. <laughs> but for example, your Taylor Swift uh, ML thing that you sent out a while ago. Mm -hmm. I read that, and the approach that they do is very similar to a problem that I have. So I've been working on sort of re-implementing that approach against my data set. And it's, it's it, that sort of community around code, around even solutions, and then blogs and stuff. That's thriving. DevOps, DevOps, DevOps. Oh, yeah. That so. That was one of my predictions. So, um, one of Ryan's predictions. Right. So I think as we get through playing through the three, I'll have nothing. So that way. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. Great. Yeah. So the DevOps thing, I definitely think that that's uh, I. Uh, obviously, I completely agree with 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 Ryan on. I this. think, and we've talked about the three ways of DevOps align a lot with modern testing principles. So, uh, I think if our if as much as modern testing is becoming a thing, DevOps people actually getting what it is and not using it as a buzzword, uh, which thankfully they haven't done with modern testing yet, uh, is something. Yes, I agree. Yeah, I have a I have a relevant segue to that. Um, it's the last thing on our board. Segway slash tangent? Yeah, I don't want to take it yet. But, okay. but I do think um, DevOps, is, DevOps is going to be a thriving thing. And I also think it is part positive and part negative. Um, I think one of the big, one of the major reasons for this is that it is to business leaders who do not understand the test role. It is an obvious thing to take these trained, experienced um, people and move them into. Yeah. I'm kind of glad we didn't have a lot of these or more than one of these audio submissions because uh, uh, you're kind of turning them into full-on mailbag answers. But they're just prediction fan. So, uh, Avengers Endgame. Uh, my notes here say... There should be no Ewoks in Avengers Endgame. Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, that, no Ewoks. <laughs> we'll I, see. I'm really looking forward to that movie. I like a dark movie once in a while. I liked Infinity War. I uh, thought it was very well done. Yeah, they, they've done a good job hyping up uh, Chris Evans. Um, 
hopefully whatever the hell happens to Captain America meets up to the hype, but of course yeah. it won't. We will get there. Uh, a couple other notes um, from the oh, three to share. I'll tell you, on Avengers, one of the things... So you've seen the trailer? Yes. Okay. One of the things that I am extremely curious to, to find out is how the hell Ant-Man got out of the quantum realm. Because they, the, they ended number two, and he's stuck there, and then suddenly he shows up, and the remaining Avengers don't know how he did it. So, all right, we'll 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 get there. Sure. A few other notes from the three. Patrick Prill, test Pappy, has no predictions, but does want to say thanks for the awesome episodes 2018, uh, and looking forward to more interesting discussions in 2019. Thank you, Patrick. We will try and do that. Uh, Percy is jet legged. But uh, he says his prediction is a growth on practical illustrative examples on how to employ MT. Well, sure. I hope that happens, too. Uh, no, he's and, and it says and, and an increase in attacks against MT, which I think I think that's a valid and probably going to come true prediction as well. I think I'm OK with that. Yeah. I think and, both of those will come true. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the first one's easy. We just had to have one, and then it, you know, we have an increase, <laughs> growth. <laughs> um, uh, so, are you ready for our own predictions that you haven't already shared? You ready? Yeah. Do you have any? So, what do you think? What What's going to be new in 2019? Uh, one or two things. It has to be a lot of things, but fire something out that, as we know from last year. It's probably not going to happen. <laughs> um, so one thing I will say is that I will finally decide this year whether or not I will actually graduate. Matter of fact, I got to do that within days. All right. Yeah. Um, that was still a tortured decision for me. I, I kind of wish my personality type was a little bit if I were closer to Alan's personality type, I'm pretty sure this would be easy. Wait, what, think what, you, what personality type is that? Um, Fabulous? In this particular case, it's an, uh, I think actually you, if you were in my shoes, right, you have one class left to take on the degree. I think that would be all you would need for a decision. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a I'm a I'm a deep analyzer and so uh yeah, it's it's still a struggle. So well I'll discover what, what I'll decide. I don't know if I mentioned this on the air, but there's two things I want to mention on the air before we go on. One is one more reflection. Uh my favorite author Stephen Johnson came out with a new book this year. It's called Far Sight. It's about how to make, how people make decisions. And not in the blink or the decisive, blink with Malcolm Gladwell, decisive, the Heath brothers. Uh, he's looking at decisions that take a bunch of factors that have, that have outcomes that last years or decades or more. So more of the big decision-making kind of things. Very, fa- as usual, fascinating read. But your thing on decisions reminded me of that. The other thing I want to mention is um, 
We haven't done a sponsor in a long time, and we don't. Ha- I mean, this isn't a sponsor, but I do want to give a big shout out to the folks at Hey Taco. Uh, we use this this uh, bot called Hey Taco in our in our Slack group to it, it's a free currency to give other people when they do things you like. Uh, they, they pass out a taco. You can give away five tacos a day. I love gamification of of promoting, like helping each other and sharing. I think it's a great idea. Uh, their cost uh, after the free trial was a little more than we could afford on our non our what's what's not only nonprofit but operate at a loss podcast <laughs> effort. Uh, so uh, they gave us a, a sweet deal on continuing to use Hey Taco, and so huge thanks to them. It's really cool if you got, if you use Slack uh, in a professional setting that makes money. Uh, you, I can't recommend it enough. It's very cool stuff. Okay. All that yeah, said, was, all that said, uh, I wanted to give them a shout out. I should have done it earlier, but I'll probably mention them a lot throughout the year because they're awesome and just really great experience talking to them and, and using their product. So very excited. I was quite saddened when I read your statement around, hey, they want us to want us to pay for it. Because uh, yeah, once you once you get the tacos, yeah, it's- tacos are great. So tacos are around for a long time. That's good. Okay, so and I even spent some amount of time looking through, <laughs> right? How we could set up the the rewards on on the the tacos. All right, we'll get back to the. We'll, one of your predictions is we'll figure out something interesting to do with tacos in 2019. Sure. That is marked. All right. What <laughs> other predictions do you have? Um, as it stands right now, for me on the um, on the test front, you know, it's really hard for for me to make a prediction on that one. What I'm seeing in terms of momentum is is sort of a polarization happening, um, which. Uh, I guess it's standard. I'll, I'll call it the. Uh, well, we already have it. The traditionalists and the the modern testiness, right? Um, will that conclude next year? Probably not. But yeah, I, so in terms of Percy's prediction on more attacks, yeah, I agree on that one. Okay. Do you have any predictions of your own? Yeah. Okay. Um, Those would be good to get to. <laughs> so, uh, well, I guess I'm... There are more predictions I want to read, but I'm afraid you'll comment at length about them. No, so, afraid, so let me just say, in terms, of, in terms of data science stuff, I, I do think uh, the democratization will absolutely continue. Um and I do think we're going to see in the next year, I think we're going to see um, comments from the three around actually using it to achieve test goals. Here, what we see uh, in, in our listener base, I see I see a lot of people commenting on it. Um, uh, and a lot of it is very theoretical. I'll see... I think we'll see them actively using it and actively being successful. Okay. Anything else? No, I'm done. 
All right, I want to throw out uh, two quick predictions from Patrick Prill that just came in moments ago, and then I'll go on with mine. Uh, the first one is probably, they're both very unlikely. Number one, Trump will not do something extraordinarily stupid for two days in a row. Uh, I can't see that happening. But, you know, you never know. And number two is, you'll love this one, ISTQB will come up with a certificate for the modern testing practitioner. <laughs> Brett's making a face. So don't comment. I don't. I think probably that one is more likely to happen than the first one. Can they do that with our license? I, we don't have. Yeah, I guess. I really no, you, you have. No. It's licensed. We, we, the principles are creative common, pay it forward. They, you have to attribute. But yeah, they could if they want to. They won't. I think <laughs> principle number seven is in would they'd have a hard time with that one because they're a for-profit business on creating testing specialists. So yeah, yeah. it'd be interesting if they did it. Um, okay, so my predictions. I know uh, I would work hard to make sure that doesn't happen. But so, go ahead. Uh, God. <laughs> God, God, God. I have talked a lot about uh, moving my org towards modern testing and how I am slowly but surely working myself out of a role, but hopefully not a job. I think I'm on track in 2019 to actually work myself out of a role. So I will have a new role. Same job. New role. I don't know what that is yet. DevOps. DevOps, DevOps, DevOps. One thing to mention about DevOps is one of my former uh, test leads is now a DevOps lead. And there are, it was a no-brainer, striking similarities. Uh, it is, in this, DevOps is, of course, a culture, not a role. But you may be in a DevOps role to help move the team towards a DevOps culture, which is what he's doing. And I think we've said a very, very, very similar thing about QA or test roles. Yeah, uh, it, uh, I'll let yeah. you finish your predictions, but there's yeah. a lot of similarity there. Yeah. So uh, that will happen. The other one was test Pappy's number one prediction is not coming true. That won't happen. I vowed, took a, I made a statement that I would not speak at conferences in 2019. And I will say that will not be true, but will be true is I will not speak at any testing conferences in 2019. Any? Even OTC? Test bash? I'm not going to speak at test conferences in 2019. Okay. That's my prediction. We'll see how well we'll, we'll come back and watch me do like 10. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of burned out on test conferences. I love test bash. I'm burned out on many of the other ones. Some I will not, I just There's some I just will not go back to. It's too much of a world I don't want to live in. Uh, now, I there's several am, of them I could see you not going. But, but especially I, when we do Test Bash Seattle, I'll have to go to that. But that probably won't be in 2019. Uh, I may, given the right opportunity, speak at a non-testing conference. Uh, but we'll see. I may. It may just be that I speak at no conferences. But if I do speak at a conference, it will not be a testing conference, I guess is the actual prediction. Yeah, it's interesting that, that uh, Lisa Crispin, I don't know if you've been following this, she's trying to um, speak at DevOps conferences now. 
Oh, and good. She's yeah. wondering how to how to break in because it's it's uh, she's been rejected apparently. Interesting. But right, I I do think that's going to be a big mover. I think it's actually rather brilliant of Lisa to realize that that's where she needs to go. Yeah, for sure. I don't know. I haven't heard any statement around her saying she's going to uh, stop doing test conferences, but it does seem like it's a thought process that's in her mind. Cool. I also predict that Avengers Endgame will be my favorite movie of 2019. I predict that the Seattle Sounders, not Royal Salt Lake. Salty Gunner is a uh, Royal Salt Lake fan. Seattle Sounders will return to the MLS Cup and win it in 20, uh, be 2019. Yep. And what else? What other random predictions can I give to kind of screw things up? I'll do one last prediction. Right, one last prediction for Brent. We will create a principle number eight. Holy crap. Okay, I, I I may reject one out of out of spite, but okay, that's a that's a bold prediction because I could see, I, I will be, as much as I like you to get zero points in your predictions. <laughs> if there's a valid number eight, of course. No, I've I've I. I'm, interesting. I interesting. will not bring it up. I'll leave it as a cliffhanger. Yes, um, but I believe I have found a key flaw that I think MT needs to address. That is cool. All right. I'm not even going to ask you what that is on the air. To find that out, you're going to have to listen to episode number 96, which will come out sometime in January of 2019. All right. I am Alan, and he is Brent. I took it from you. Happy holidays, everyone. We'll see you next year. Bye, guys.